Things are getting real, Jesus take the wheel, only way I'm getting to the other side. Days are getting dark, life's a little hard, blinded but I'm trying not to lose sight. I don't got this, I know you got this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it before I see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're gonna see me through it, if anybody can, you can do it. God, I know in the truth, in the
the sky falls Who am I gonna call The one who put it up there in the first place Full scale attack Devil on my back Better lace him up and go put on my game face I don't got this I know you got this Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? I know, I know, I know, I know. 
You may be seated. If I can have uh, leadership team elders, staff, come on up here. I was, I'm just going to say this, Karen, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm back there. I'm watching you do your thing, and it's like beautiful, you know, signing to the glory of God. Uh, the people that are coming up here serve in different leadership capacities of this church. Now, the truth is, all of us are leaders and disciples but they have been brought up here to serve in different capacities, whether it's an elder of the church, leadership team, which is the board of directors, or staff. And as we embark on a kind of a new season, I mean, kind of the school year is kind of a rhythm for a lot of people, I wanted to have them come up on stage. I wanted to pray for all of us that as we lead, we would do so for the glory of God. So let's pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you again that you have called us into your family and you have called us to take the message of your love to this world we live in. I want to thank you for those, the, the staff, the elders, leadership team, uh, all of us. As we step into ministry in a brand new year, may your spirit lead and guide us and may what we do further your kingdom. And thank you, Lord, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you for coming up, and God be uh, glorified. Thank you. All right, as we continue, uh, lots of things going on here. If you came early enough, um, I, I did have one piece of bacon. It was a really small piece of bacon, times like 10. Um, hopefully you had a little bit of fun coming in and celebrating. And food is just one way to celebrate. But God is doing great things. He is on the move in and through his people, and that's you. And we just pray God would be glorified. If you're here for the first time, and you're uh, what you call a guest, uh, glad you're here. You're not a visitor, you're a guest. We welcome you, we're glad you're here, we want you to come on back, and we'd love to get to know you. And there's some different ways you can do that. We have next steps, you can, you can do that. You can text 1C guest to 94,000. Uh, if you're on Facebook Live, you can actually put a comment in the uh, comment section. And that would let us know that you're here. Uh, we'd love to get to know you and answer any questions you might have. Now, if you have some questions, some of those can be found in a couple different tools that we use. We have a digital bulletin, and there's a QR code. Take your smartphone, you do your thing, and it'll take you to the bulletin, and it'll answer a lot of questions that are going on. Uh, if you would like something a little bit like more hard copy, there's actually a card in a lot of the chair backs in front of you, and that'll talk about how to submit a prayer request. Again, if you're a guest, how do you let yourself be known? Um, communion, we're going to have communion at this service. It'll tell you what we believe as a church and how you could take communion. So a lot of information is uh, put onto those cards, so feel free to take that. I would like to draw your attention to, um, again, this new season and one of the things, the phrase I'm using is the phrase jump in. Jump in. We would like for you to jump in. Come to worship, do your thing here in worship, but jump into some other ministry opportunities. And uh, there's a handout as you came in, or the people that you saw there, you can actually see after the service. And you can ask questions about the different studies or ways to serve or getting together. And um, just maybe ask some questions and then jump in. Jump in and become part of what God is doing here at 1C. So the sheet will kind of walk you through a lot of things that are happening. 
Uh, one thing in particular we do is it's called Exploration Wednesday nights, 6.30, we gather together, and uh, we have many different studies that you could be a part of for all different ages, all different kinds of studies. So I'd love for you to do that. This Wednesday is our kickoff, which we'll have a meal and a little time of worship and then an orientation period. So you can come and just give it a shot, take a look and see what's going on. So that'll be this, this Wednesday. Also coming up in the service is our kids' message. And as I've mentioned for a couple weeks, we are going to have kids of all ages. If you're a student, whatever age, come on up here. And if you have your backpacks, bring them. If you don't have them, that's fine. We'll have a message and we'll do a blessing. And then if you are on any teaching or any school staff, uh, we're going to have you stand at that point too. As, and I want to pray for you and your ministry with our kids of all ages. I think that's it for announcements. Let's continue as we worship. Here's my life. 
boys and girls, come on up front. And if you have your backpack, you can bring it with you. If you don't, that's okay too. Just come on up front for a kid's message, for a backpack blessing. We've got a tag for you to put on a backpack. So come on up. All right. There's a tag for you. So make sure you get one of these tags and you can, your parents can help you put it on your backpack later. All right. We'll hand these out. So these are to help you remember that God goes with you everywhere you go. When you go to school, when you're home, when you play, anywhere you go, God goes with you. Who else needs one? All right, well, while Brittany finishes handing those out, I'm wondering, are you excited for the start of a school year? Yeah? Let's, let's do this by a show of thumbs. So thumb up if it's good, you're excited. Maybe two thumbs up if you're really excited. Maybe thumbs down if you're not, if you're sad or nervous. I see some thumbs down. Or thumbs could be sideways. Maybe you're not sure. Or maybe they're going both directions because you're kind of excited, but you're kind of nervous, kind of sad. All right, on the count of three, everybody show me your thumbs. One, two, three. All right, I see thumbs going different directions. Yeah, I see. And now they're moving, too. Maybe emotions are changing, feeling, I'm not sure. And that's okay. Because you know what? God goes with you no matter where you go, or no matter how you feel. God is always with us. And when we start a new school year, it can bring big feelings and big emotions, can't it? And it can be positive, excitement, or it can be some sad or some nervousness. Whether you're going to school for the first time or going to a new school or going back to the same school you've been going to, we can have all these different feelings, and we can even have a lot of different feelings at the same time. But remember, God is with us no matter where we go and no matter how we feel. God is always with us. All right, and so we wanted to give you these tags to put on your backpacks as a reminder of that. And Brittany is going to share a blessing with you and a prayer. All right. And a microphone. This school year, may you be curious and kind, gentle and strong, brave and loving. Will you fold your hands so we can say a prayer? God of fresh starts and new beginnings. We bring ourselves, our big feelings, and our backpacks to you. In our backpacks, we carry paper, pencils, and crayons. And in our hearts, we carry big feelings, questions, and hope. Jesus, be with us through it all. Be with us as we ride the bus. Be with us as we walk. Be with us as we buckle seat belts, zip up jackets, and tie shoes. However we get there and whatever we wear, bless this journey into something new. Thank you for our teachers, helpers, caregivers, and leaders, and for all they do to help us learn and grow. God, fill their hearts and bless their hands. Amen. You can stay there for just a minute. Pastor is going to come up and pray over all the school staff and employees. If you are part of any school staff on any level, would you please stand? Just for a moment. We're not going to put you on the spot. We're going to pray for you, so please stand. And as you do so, thank you. Let me tell you, thank you. If you have any students like I was, you know, you are like incredible people. 
And uh, I want to, we want to pray for you as you embark on a brand new year, brand new um, set of opportunities, and maybe some challenges, but pray that God would be with you in the journey. Lord Jesus, thank you again. Thank you for your love that endures forever. Thank you for your love that goes with these servants. Thank you for all that they do for our young people. For those short little conversations to those teaching moments, to interactions in the hallway, every single moment, Lord, may your hand of blessing be upon them and may they continue to be a blessing to many. So thank you, Lord, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you. God bless you. Kids, you can make your way back. We're going to continue in worship. It's a great message, message, Greg. Jesus is with us wherever we go. And uh, it could be at work. It could be here at church. It could be at school. All these different places. And even on a subway.
church on Sunday Sat in the back and sang the hymns Jesus went to church on Sunday They didn't recognize him He says you can lay over truth to hold on to you've come in here today and you are carrying a burden it could be a worry a fear a concern maybe it's a, a sin that you are struggling with Jesus invites you to cast all your cares upon him so I'd like to take you on that journey in prayer in preparation for communion Lord Jesus we gather together today and we are thankful for your invitation to come to you and as we come to you, we are, we are aware that our sin, our sin is heavy. Our sin is such a burden that we cannot bear. So thank you for your gracious, gracious, loving invitation to cast all of our burdens, our sin upon you. And we thank you for your love. The love that moved you to be on that cross and to take up that sin and to pay the price that we should have paid. So thank you for the mercy and grace. Thank you for forgiveness of sins and hope. Thank you for the joy and peace that is now ours because of all that you've done. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done and will do because of your love for us. In your name we pray, amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. As we continue now with Holy Communion, during the next song, if you have those individual communion sets, feel free to receive those elements believing that it is Jesus' body and blood and you have forgiveness of sins. And if you're going to come forward for continuous communion, please do so in faith. And if you are desiring either gluten-free or grape juice, please let the servers know and they will serve you. May this be a time where we experience the grace and mercy of Jesus in a very real way. May we be reminded and experience that these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Amen.
I should be thankful, Lord, I know I should, 
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you are always with us and that you are bigger than anything we face in this life. We lay our burdens before you, every single one, for we know they're much safer in your hands than our own. Prayers for strength and healing for Steve as he undergoes brain surgery tomorrow. Prayers for Sasha as she gets ready for surgery on Friday. Prayers for the children and teachers as they return to school. May the Lord protect them and guide them. Prayers for my friend Courtney as she's at a new job and that she's a blessing to all the children she is with throughout the day. And for my friend Laura, that she is able to find a different job and that it's something that she loves. This is a prayer to lead me to my next job and help me make a good decision. Lord, please be with me as I contemplate some major changes in my life. Please guide me and show me which road I should travel. Strength for Coco as she continues her battle with cancer. Be with her, help her, know that she is not alone and you are with her and you are her healer. This is a prayer for health and a prayer for Alan to get a kidney soon. Prayer for my husband's job to come through this week. Praying for new ministry opportunities here at 1C, that they would be a blessing to reach many people. Prayers for the Richard Luth family as he was called home Friday. And strength for a friend battling cancer. We pray for the Bobay family and for those who have lost loved ones this week. Please comfort them in their grief and loss. Cover them with your peace and presence as only your Holy Spirit can do. We know that whatever we face, you are our peace and refuge, a very present help in times of trouble. Thank you that you remind us throughout your word. We do not face the storms alone, but you are always with us, whispering calm, speaking peace, bringing rest to our souls. We confess our need for you, Lord. We ask you to forgive us for trying to figure everything out on our own, for not trusting that you are more than able and powerful to work on our behalf. Forgive us for picking back up what we already determined to lay down at your feet. Give us the ability to trust you more. Give us a heart that finds rest in your presence. Give us the wisdom to seek peace and pursue it, remembering it's only to be found in you alone. Thank you for your voice that breaks through the greatest wind and storm swirling around us and whispers, peace, be still. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I don't know if you've ever said this or felt this, but, you know, where you remember, like, where was I when this happened? I remember 9-11. I remember right where I was, what was going on. I don't know if you ever have done that with Scripture. There is a, there's a faint memory that goes back about 22 years ago-ish. And uh, what was happening is my, my mom was not doing well. She was fighting for her life. And I remember being in the hospital room, remember some scriptures going through my mind, and, and I'm wondering if it was back at this time when Psalm 40 really hit. And I know I've read Psalm 40 before, but somehow it was landing here like never before, and I, I somewhat memorized it by heart. It was no longer up here, but my life circumstance brought it right down here. And it goes like this. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He put my feet upon a firm rock. Then he put a new song in my heart, a hymn of praise to my God. And then more and more people will come to know him. Now that's the first three verses. And there's just something about this entire psalm. But those first three verses, I think, summarizes so much of life and its experiences. And I don't know if you've ever been in a slimy pit. I don't know if you've been in a muck and mire. But we're going to talk about that today. Like we've been going through the psalms, we've been doing this. The psalms are a beautiful summary of life, okay? Like what we go through in life, but also God's response and action. So as we get ready for Psalm 40, just a little um, heads up for what's coming. Psalm 51, next week. And maybe those words, create in me a clean heart, O God, maybe rings through your head. So we're going to look at Psalm 51, so be ready for it. But today we're going to look at Psalm 40, and I'd like to say that Psalm 40 is really like a, maybe a trilogy. You know, if you think about some of the things out there like Star Wars, you know, there's part one, part two, part three. I really believe that there's um, kind of a trilogy going on here. S Psalm 38, Psalm 39, and then Psalm 40 are really part of one big story. David is the writer of all three of these psalms. And if you read Psalm 38 and 39, you get to see that his heart is heavy, that he is troubled by something. And most theologians say, well, we don't know exactly what it was, but it was something pretty serious. And you look at some of the words and the descriptions that he gave in, in Psalm 38 and 39. It's pretty heavy. But then he turns the corner. And he starts out Psalm 40, probably different than any other psalm. He's now giving the solution to the problem, and then he kind of goes back into things. So that's why it's you know, somewhat interesting that maybe 38, 39, 40 is all part of one story. Uh, but these first three verses that we're going to look at today is a realization that David came to that helped him in the midst of life. So we are going to uh, go into this, and I just kind of want to walk you through a couple of the words first. So let's take a, 
take a look there at these words. I waited patiently for the Lord. Uh, remember, this is an English translation of some Hebrew words. So we could look at that, and then in our English minds, we kind of paint a picture, right? Like for me, when I read this a long time ago, I waited patiently for the Lord. It was almost as if it was a passive kind of waiting, kind of just sitting back and going, um, da -dum, da -dum. when, when is it going to happen? And, but that's not the way it is. In actual Hebrew, the words waited and patiently are the same Hebrew word with a little bit of a difference. So really what David is saying is, I waited and waited. It's like a double wait. It's like this really big, intense thing going on in his life. And that he's not just sitting back going, oh, I wonder if God's going to do something. But rather, in Hebrew, when they do two Hebrew words that are similar together, it's almost as if it's an exclamation mark to what's going on. And if you look at the history of these words, it actually has a little bit more to do with binding together than waiting. And you're thinking, like, what do you, what do you mean? Well, when David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is now writing this psalm out, he has come to a conclusion and an understanding that his waiting is connected to trusting. And not just trusting in life circumstance or trusting in people, but he is bound to the truth. That's why it says, waited, I'm waiting. He's bound to the truth that God is trustworthy. So when he is waiting, it's not waiting with uncertainty, but it's waiting with certainty. Do you know the difference? There are times in my life that I'm waiting and I'm wondering what's going to happen. And that's so often how we view things. But I'll just say this, as Christians, we have a God who is always faithful, always loving, always kind. He is all-knowing. He is compassionate. He pours himself out. So when we wait on him, waiting, I'm waiting, it's waiting for what great things he's going to do. No matter what the chaos is, no matter what the muck and mire is, God is still gracious. So David, knowing that, is hanging in there because according to Psalm 38 and 39, it, life doesn't, life kind of sucks. But he says, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And God is good. All right, now let's continue. All right. And then we have these words. He turned to me and heard my cry. Once again, I think the English kind of short changes a little bit what this is all about. Because I almost picture, like when I read it, it's as if God is up in the heavens and he hears a little murmuring down on earth and he does this thing. He just kind of looks, listens, kind of goes on to his merry way. That is not the heartbeat of the word turned. Some translations, I think, say it better. They, they use the word inclined. I really like that. And if you really dig deep into what the Hebrew gets at, it says this. God stretches forth to kind of hear what's going on and be a part of what's going on. So it's not just this turning thing. It's reaching into what's going on. He stretches forth who he is. Now, how do we see that? We see it with the incarnation. God up in heaven saying, you know what? I want my creation to know how serious I am about my love for them. 
I'm going to put flesh on and I'm going to incline myself into their world. And I'm going to live amongst the people and I'm going to understand all the stuff that's going on. Namely, what we're going to get at in a little bit, right? That slimy pit, that muck and mire, right? I'm going to get into this so I, I know what it's like and so people know how serious I am. So it is this just ultimately coming in and stretching into our world. Now we get to the, uh, what I call these images, right? A picture is worth a thousand words. Um, I love this. It says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the muck and mire. How many of you have ever stepped into a slimy pit or muck and mire? Raise your hand. How many of you ever got some of that stuff between your toes? You can, it could be a collective, ew. Now, some of you may have heard the story. I'm going to just tell you again, uh, kind of abbreviated version. Some of you may have heard the rumor that I was a really bad boy in high school. True. One time there was going to be this youth group activity where we're going to go canoeing. And I was all excited about it because I heard a rumor that on the river that you go, there was this bend. And at the bend, you just, if you get ahead of everybody, you get out of your canoe and then you wait for people to come around and then you sink their canoes. And I'm like, this is going to be the best thing ever. So I get with my partner and we're just like canoeing like crazy. We're getting way ahead of everybody. We get out there and here we are, we're waiting. And I'm like, okay, time to get out of the canoe. So we get out of the canoe. The water looked like it was just about like this, you know, it wasn't really deep. The muck and the mire was probably four times this. So just picture this. I'm losing almost everything. My shoes, my shorts, maybe my life. I'm not sure which one would be the worst. But it was really dangerous. It was not good. The muck and the mire was so big and so deep and so yucky. I was in trouble. So we barely got a hold of our canoes. And with a big sense of humility, as everyone else is passing us, we're just kind of trying to get to some shore and try to get safe. And we... We did. We did. But that's muck and mire. That's slimy pit. And when I think about that in light of David, but how about in light of you and me? Have you gone through a slimy pit in life? I'd like to uh, just do a little survey. This is informal. You could raise your hand if you like. In fact, I would like if you would raise your hand. But I'm going to phrase it in such a way that says it this way. Have you or somebody else that you know, because that kind of lets you off, how many of you have ever lost a loved one to death and you, feel, you felt the grief? Raise your hand. Okay, take a look around. It's kind of like, wow, a lot of us have experienced that kind of slimy pit. How many of you have, uh, well, or you know somebody who's gone through a relationship strain, maybe even divorce? Raise your hand. Okay, a lot of people do. How many of you have ever, well, or know people, have experienced some kind of health issue that's kind of serious and maybe even frightful? How many of you know someone where uh, maybe finances are a struggle? How many of you, or you know somebody, who's a little concerned about what's going on in our country, in our world, and what's going on. I mean, just think about it, right? 
all of us, either personally or secondhand, know about these slimy pits that are all around us. They just are. And so we can understand, maybe in part, what David's getting at. All right, this slimy pit, this muck and mire. And now David gets into what God does. So David identifies the muck and mire. He says this is a reality in his world. We can identify and we can say this is what it looks like and feels like for us. But then God does something. And if I can have the next image. And it says, he lifted me out of the muck and mire. And he set my feet upon a firm rock. And I like that. That's kind of, that's called redemption. We're dying, we're going down, it's not good, and all of a sudden, God comes to the rescue. I don't know if you've ever had a moment like this, I, I just love it when my kids would do this. Let's just say they're in trouble and they come up to me and they put their arms up like this. Maybe they'll say, Daddy, maybe they're crying, they're just desperate, and I pick them up and I hold them. You know, I remember that as a kid growing up. There's nothing like being in the arms of my mom or my dad or somebody that's safe. This God who loves you understands your muck and mire. This God who loves you reaches down into this earth and reaches down into your world and says, I got you. And he picks you up and he puts you on a firm foundation. And I sometimes in my mind picture this rock that's, that's substantial, large, and he puts us right in the middle of it, safe and secure, and you know what? Yes, the muck and mire, but it's way away from us. And he has done his thing. It is beautiful. Now, it would be great if it stayed that way. But your human sinful condition, my human sinful condition kind of does this. He puts us in the middle of the rock, and we are safe and secure. And all of a sudden, we're like, And we kind of go over to the edges again. And we kind of look down and we want, you know, justifiably so, we want to look at where we've come from. But we get so close to it and we hit this muddy piece of yuck and we slip right back into the muck and mire and we're in trouble again. What does God do? Does he say, <laughs> you stupid human being? No. Out of love and compassion, he is ready to do the rescue time and time and time again. He picks us up, and he puts us on this firm rock. And it seems to be the rhythm while we're on this earth. But ultimately, and I think this is what David is pointing towards. So he's pointing towards this ultimate place called heaven. But we get a little taste now, you know, on this earth too, where he saves us and protects us and loves us. But ultimately, I think it's about heaven. But he puts us on the rock. And what happens to those people who have been picked up by God and placed onto a rock? David says this, and here's a picture. He put a new song in my heart, a hymn of praise to my God. You see, people like you and me who understand slimy pit, muck and mire, and understand the yuckiness of it, who have been picked up and placed onto a firm rock, we know we are blessed. And this new condition that comes because of Christ and through Christ causes something inside of us to start singing. And we're singing the praise of him who 
who has called us out of darkness into his light. We're singing the praises of him who took us from the slimy pit, the muck and the mire, and he kind of cleans us off and he puts us on this rock and he says, way to go, this is good. And we sing and we sing. I hope you sing. I hope I sing. I forget to sing. Would you please remind me to sing? Because sometimes my focus is on the muck and the mire, the slimy pit. Then I don't sing. But if I remember the God who saved me, the God who sent his son, the God who takes all of this serious, it causes me to want to sing. And I hope it causes you to sing. Now, where do you sing? Marriage, parenting, work, school, grocery store, wherever you are, we could sing. Now, it might be kind of weird if you sing like at a restaurant in the middle of, you know, but I, I don't think it's just about singing, but I think it's about being, being thankful. Being so thankful that you are just giving God the glory. Now, the beautiful thing that David understood that I, I would believe if he were here, he would say, this is what's going to happen, folks. When he takes you out of the slimy pit and puts you on the firm rock, and when you start singing, there is something else that happens. And the next picture gives us a picture. And David says, and many will come to know because of this. So when people like you and me, all of us, yeah, we had some leaders up here that, you know, were called into different positions, but every one of us are to sing the praises of him so that more and more and more and more people will come to know him. Our calling, I'll just tell you, your number one calling is to be a child of God. Your number two calling is to share that message to everybody else. And then everything else falls under that. So your calling, whether it's in your family or with your workplace or at your school, wherever it is, start singing and let people know about this God who has done so many great and glorious things. Because God's desire is more and more people would know. And that's my prayer for 1C Church, right? We are to be a bright beacon of light and love in Columbus, in Nebraska, in our country, in the world. So more and more people may have the joy of knowing Jesus and have the joy of the gift of heaven. Now, um, one of the things we're going to do now, just so you're not nervous, you know, we're going to do this, what's called new member welcome. And some of you, if you remember, like for the last year and a half, we haven't done one of these things where we had people stand up. And so we're only going to have you stand up. And then shortly after, everyone's going to stand up together. But we just want to at least acknowledge you. So if you have joined, quote, the church over the last maybe year and a half, and you are a, quote, new member, would you please stand up just for right where you are? All right. And the rest of us that are here, just take a look around. And maybe after the service, if you would, just kind of greet them, get to know them, let them know that you're glad that they're here. And again, we're so glad that you're joining this family. Now, what we're going to do is ask the rest of the family of God to please stand. So if you would, please stand. Probably for the last three months, we've been doing this, um, I call it a profession of faith before communion. And we are professing what we believe about our sin but even more important than that is about our Savior, about Jesus. And what does it look to live like a follower of Jesus? 
So I'd like to ask all of us together with our newest brothers and sisters to share this out loud together. So please join me. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and the sharing the gospel with others. Amen. And my prayer is God would give us the faith to live up to this, that we would be what he has called us to be. Uh, before I share with you the blessing and we have the last song, just a reminder following the service, we'd love for you to kind of look around and maybe talk to some people and maybe find somewhere to jump in, to jump in into a new study, a new group, a new opportunity for your growth and also for kingdom work. And a reminder also about Wednesday's exploration. You can ask more questions when you're out there as well. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
to everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love.
And I 